Stokes here. Walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes. Changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. I'm happy with that. Big chase there. My goodness. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Fascinating final round of NRL Supercoach. Rounding out the season. Restings galore. When I say restings galore, the Penrith Panthers have sat pretty well their entire squad, uh, making for an interesting few options for anyone with any trades up the sleeves. Pending results throughout the round, there could be more restings to come. Hopefully, you're well set up for that one. Here to talk through it with me, as always, is the Supercoach Spy. Spy, how are you, mate? Yeah, good fellas. Um, found a little bit of form last weekend, which was nice. Um, a few shout outs to give. Shawnee Lane. Um, Maddie's boy from Para there. How good is he? They could not tackle him. Um, shame they took him off, actually. He would have scored 385, but not to be. Um, and then finally, after about six weeks of my centers not scoring a try, that is not an understatement. <laughs> I might try to figure that out later. They just weren't scoring. I had Dewey with 99. Oh, got his 100. Um, Taylor May got his 100. Mulatalo got 80. It was just beautiful. And that's been my downfall for... It's probably been the worst thing about my season. Just haven't nailed the centres from the back half of the season on. So good to see them in form. One more week, boys, and um, then you can go for a spell. And uh, into the top 3,000. So yeah, making a bit of a surge. But um, if I could end a slightly disappointing season um, up around the 2,000 mark, it wouldn't be too bad at all. Mm, very good, mate. Certainly some respectability on that one. Now, uh, the great man Desi Creek was a late scratching from this one. Tech dramas. Uh, fortunately, we've been able to replace him with, look, he's a downgrade, but he's not a bad bloke, so be kind on him. It's soccer's goalkeeper, Matty Ryan. Matty, good to have you back, mate. Cheers, Timmy. Thanks for that uh, grand introduction, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mate, how are you travelling? You've made the move over to Denmark. You you got FC Copenhagen through to the Champions League, uh, knockout stages in your first few weeks there. How are you settling in? Yeah, mate, good. Uh, just uh, embracing all that it is uh, with this new experience. Um, yeah, I was just obviously talking to you boys off there. It doesn't, uh, doesn't sound bad the last few months, you know, qualifying for a World Cup and, and now Champions League, you know, so uh, a lot to look forward to. Yeah, congrats, mate. And on to the important stuff. How's the Supercoach side travelling? Yeah, uh, well, currently having my best year to date. Um, I scored 1,242 on the weekend and... Um, my current rank is 2,561st at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I think I finished sort of 5,000 and something last year, which was my best finish. So, um, it'll be nice if I can finish in front of Spy come the end of the season. Game on, mate. One to go. <laughs> can you hold up? <laughs> <laughs> the, on, the ongoing Spy v. Matty Ryan 2022 rivalry <laughs> coming down to the final round, about 500 spots in it. Uh, that is going to be a ripper to look back on next week. The Kuma Stallions, 1,255 last week, up to 795th overall. Finally, some solid green arrows after a tough sort of five or six weeks there. So uh, been a little stagnant, but well enough placed there. Hopefully keep the, the top 1% streak alive and, and hopefully keep in around that top 1,000 mark. With a bit of luck, got a decent 17 this week, so maybe even jump into that top 500. But we'll see how things play out this weekend. On today's show, we'll go through the Supercoach relevant team news, 
Going to go through a bit of team setup strategy, which we'll get to shortly with the Spy, one of the deepest thinkers in Supercoach. Uh, a little bit of a different structure today to normal, just with people running out of trades and being the final round of the season. We're going to look at who we believe will be the highest scorers of the round, go through a few super pods for the final week for anyone looking to make some final last gasp jumps, go through our skippers this week. There's a few different uh, options opened up outside of Nico Hines, who, who flopped as a highly popular skipper last week. Go through our final trades and then a few listener questions. Our in-house league, we've been touching on this one. We've been coming second since about round three uh, behind the little buggers who we can't catch. We are closing the gap. We're less than one point average behind them. So this time last year, we got there and won it on the in the final round of the season. So hopefully we can do that. We're in striking distance to do that this year. Uh, so fingers crossed on that one. Our unlimited group. The Bearded Clams, coached by Alex, is into top spot in our group. Very tied up the top of that, so good luck to everyone in the finish for that one. Old mate out in uh, first place overall in Supercoach is flying. I don't know if anyone will catch him, so hopefully he's well set up for the final round, which I believe he is. Lads, let's get stuck into the team news for this week. Spy, the first one, uh, probably don't need to touch on him too much. Actually, we will, because it's Brandon Smith named on the bench again. Um, I'm an owner. I think you're an owner as well. We've sort of had him there as backup to Harry Grant. Now, <clears throat> there is not going to be a lot of people in a position to do many different sit starts or have many decisions this week because of basically the Penrith mass restings and a few other key outs. But Brandon Smith uh, plays in the first game of the week, named on the bench. There's every chance he does start. Is he going to be playing in your 17 this week? I definitely won't, which is good. I've got still a little bit of depth, which is handy. I could see him maybe scoring between 40 and 55, something like that. Um, he's obviously capable of those attacking stats, whether he scores a try or a line break with some tackle bus. But I think there's other guys with a bit more upside I prefer. But um, yeah, to give you that range, I think he plays normal minutes. It's a pretty big game against Paris, so he'll be up for it. Uh, and yeah, I could see him scoring between 40 and 55, but obviously if he does add a try to that, you can add 30 points straight away. So if you do need to play him, hope for that. Or maybe a line break just to bump him up 10 or 15 points there, but not for me, mate, this weekend. Spy, I'll throw a bit of a, a tough one at you early, mainly because it's it's relevant to my situation, but my depth is good, re- really good. I'm happy with that. I do lose a lot of Penrith players. Uh, I assume your depth is pretty good too, but there's every chance, and we're going to get to it in the next topic, but that there's going to be restings throughout the round, depending on how results play out. Brandon Smith, being a he's not a super coach gun this year anyway, uh, but he's far from being a, an, an extra number. He's a very he's a very solid number. Now, being in that first game of the round, you, you're not tempted just to lock him in, or you've got enough options that um, if there are restings, you can cover it regardless with a gun. Yeah, look, the key part there is you've got to look at the rest of your bench, see who you're able to play. Uh the problem may be if a lot of the rest of your bench plays early in the week, um, you could could end up a bit short potentially. I don't hate the idea of playing the cheese and just locking in those early points in case of those mass restings, um, especially if the bloke you're swapping him for is someone you might expect to get in the 50s or something like that. It's probably not a massive issue to do that. Mm. Um, and then risk you don't want to risk getting that auto emergency or zero if you can avoid it. So, yeah, I don't hate it, but depending on your bench setup... Um, I think it's one for individual sides more than anything, mate. Yeah, you're right. I think sitting ideally, but could be one to play early on. Uh, a bloke that people may be playing over Ben Smith, Maddie, is Maxi King, starting again for the Doggies. But TPJ has been named to play for the Dogs first grade this week. Played New South Wales Cup last week, 80 minutes, and was really good. Luke Thompson on the extended bench. 
Now, I don't know if you're a Maxi King owner, but do you see Maxi as a sit-v start in this one? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I am still an owner. Uh, from the early days, hold him all the way through as sort of that third front row mm. uh, position. Um, I mean, for me, I've got pretty good depth, so he's, he's going to be a sit for me. But uh, you know, I think worst-case scenario, um, he probably knocks out a, a 40 or something, which if you're someone struggling for depth, it's, it's not a bad score and um, you know, any any luck, uh, if he jags an attacking stat or something like that, or starts finding that offload a bit more, he can maybe update to fifty or sixty. So I don't think it's it's the worst idea to to play him if uh, you're running low. Mm, yeah, I'll be sitting him this week as well. And you're right, if you can, there's been times this year where he's been given a bit of a license to offload. If you get that back, it could be anything in Supercoach Maxi Boy. Spy KO week starts at fullback for Manly. Tolatau Cooler back to centre. Now, the relevant one from this team list is Benny Chaboyevic. Burbo moves back to the bench from centre, becomes an auto-emergency nightmare. nightmare. Uh, I believe you own him. And in a week where there's every chance that someone may have to, teams may have to rely upon an AE, uh, how does this make you, you feel? Does it change any of your strategy at all? It's definitely a shame because if you looked at last weekend with Benny starting, um, <laughs> actually, the way it worked out, yeah, a bit of a... We love a hard look, luck story in Supercoach, and this isn't all that bad. But when Taylor May scored his hat trick last weekend off that tip on from kick out, I was like, you beauty, lock in the VC, Benny Turbo's starting, happy days. Then it got pulled back, and he ended up on about 115, so I didn't do it. But if that would have updated to 140, I had to look at things, and I would have only lost two points from looping with my AE because mm. Benny Turbo scored 32 anyway, and the bloke I would have dropped scored 34. So it was one of those weeks. It was the perfect loop week, so it was a shame not to be able to do Taylor and May, and maybe I should have just done it anyway with Nico's score. But you have a look at this week, and he could potentially come off the bench for 10 minutes and score you six points. So it makes looping very tricky, um, unless he does does maybe come into the starting lineup late. But, yeah, it's a shame, really, because um, if he could have started, he sort of got that base where you know he's probably going to knock out those 30 odd. But absolutely. And it's mm-hmm. something I think everyone should have a look at just with your lineup. Go through the guys you think could potentially rest if you can do it, and then you can sort of figure out from there what you may need to do or not do from from, from that point of view. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Tupu, out for the Roosters. <clears throat> I think he was owned by not a lot, uh, around surprisingly low, actually, around about 3% of the top 100 through to the top 1,000 overall at Supercoach teams. Damien Cook, higher owned. He's out this week again with COVID, owned by up to 30% of the top 100 ranked teams. Ewan Aitken back on the edge for the Warriors, friend, if his owners get a nice matchup at home. Uh, against the Titans. Selwyn Cobbo, Paddy Carrigan back for the Broncos. Ezra Mam has been dropped for Tyson Gamble. Now, Mam was owned by around a third of all top-ranked supercoaches, so that's another one to the depth, which is going to hurt. Uh, now, Maddie, the big, big one of the week. This season, we haven't seen probably the mass restings and injuries in the back end of the year that uh, I know all of us that sort of plan for depth at this time of year were after. But I'll tell you what, this week's not far off it because... Penrith being a very popular Supercoach team, they've rested their entire team. What are the ramifications out of this, mate, and how has it impacted your side? Uh, yeah, uh, for me, it's only Taylor May. Uh, you know, I've held him all the way through. He obviously paid dividend last week. Um, I think a few weeks back, I was vouching to hold, you know, Isaac Tago, and um, he come through for me. But then, you know, a couple couple weeks after that, I, I managed to, to sell him. So... Uh, for me, it's only Taylor May, but um, I'm hoping there's a lot of super coaches out there that um, 
you know, are going to be more impacted than, than myself that I can hopefully uh, climb a few spots this week to, to finish strongly. Yeah, it's a funny old game, but I'm saying I'm an owner of, of Tail and May, Brian Toto, Viliami Kikau, all rested. And to see that, I was absolutely stoked, to be honest. Spy, we look at the Cowboys who Drinky goes back, I should say he goes back to fullback. He's been named at fullback after being named in the halves last week, but he did play at fullback. Hamaso Tabuai Fido in the halves, and Tommy did and named on the extended bench. Mate, this one obviously becomes the match to target this week for anyone with trades left. What are the full ramifications in your eyes of the, the mass restings at Penrith? Great for drinky owners like myself, first of all, because he was always going to be a sit against a full-strength Penrith if that if that came to fruition. Mm. Um, I do think Penrith have shown in the past that they do have the depth there to still be reasonably competitive. So it'll be super this is curious. next level, though. They brought players out from Jersey Flag. Yeah, I haven't actually seen the full side yet, but I know they've yeah. got, what, 13 or 14 out plus injuries, so that's insane. Um, Spy, you got named in the 23 jersey. As I should be. I should be in the 17, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I wasn't super keen on tackling uh, Taumalolo, but I could play out water. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great for Val Holmes owners because it could be a bunch of goals. Um, I'm just – I love from a sporting angle how these things play out because – it's not often you get a situation like this in any sport where you have a whole side sitting out against Whoa. hopefully a full-strength Cowboys side. Um, potentially. I don't think they can rest. They can still make top two, so they'll be playing. Um, but is it going to be one of those games that Penrith get done by 40, or are they just going to show the quality of the club and keep it to like a 10-, 16-point game? I'm not sure. But either way, if you've got Cowboys players, you can now safely deploy them and hope they go on a bit of a barrage. But, yeah, it's one to watch. I can't wait, to be honest. Matty, you're a Western Sydney boy, bit of a big unit. Any uh, footy in your juniors? Yeah, no, besides uh, playing uh, one year at school and just your, you know, your general backyard footy with the mates and all that, uh, I never I never laced up uh, on a Saturday or anything like that in, in a team environment. But, uh, yeah, a bit of a sporty kid at school, so the, the, the sports coach used to throw me in, get like a roaming 5'8", you know, so get my hands on the ball and just run. Bit of a Jack Bird role, mate. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Tackle buster. Greg Bird, actually. Greg Bird in that era, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not enough grub about him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Spice felt the full brunt of that this season, I think, a bit. That's it. Uh, at the Sharkies, Matty Ikevalu back, Spy. Now, interesting to see how this plays out, but... I think there was no coincidence that Ronaldo Mulitalo got back to try scoring form, moving to the right edge outside Nico Hines on the weekend. Granted, Matty Moylan actually set him up for one of those tries, but Mulitalo scored a double, scored well for the first time in what feels like about two years. With Ikevalu back, I, I would assume Mulitalo goes back to the left and Ikevalu on the right, which he prefers. Uh, how do you see this one? Not, not ideal for him, but not the end of the world. Look, given it's the Knights, anything could happen here. We'll get to it a bit later, but... I still think this is the match to target of the weekend. Knights are conceding just a barrel load of points at the moment. Um, and there's still every chance he could play on the right edge. Um, mm. Maybe they want to try him out there. He's obviously their best winger, goes without saying. Maybe they want their best winner, winger finishing on the right edge going into finals. We'll see what happens there. Connor Tracy might come back anyway and play left. So let's see what happens there. But, yeah, it was good to see Ronnie get over the stripe for a couple. Um, it had been a very, very quiet six weeks where he didn't he didn't see any space at all. So uh, another couple would be good. Mm. 
Guys, if you have enjoyed our content this season and wanted to give back to the site, you can jump onto the website and subscribe for $20. Uh, it allows us to do things like update the website, improve it, improve the podcast every th- season. This season, we were able to invest in Stat HQ, which has been great. Still making developments on that. Got a really, really exciting idea for 2023 that's in the early stages of development. Will be an absolute bell ringer. Hopefully, get it off the floor. Uh, it also helps us to pay up to the spy's rapidly growing fees. And I'll tell you what, spy, a few Twitter followers, and the bloke thinks he's Elon Musk. Ah, uh, just messing with you, mate. We, we know you're unpaid on this, of course. Uh, but guys, if so, while the season is over subscription-wise, you can support in that way. We do love putting it all together, though. So regardless, we hope you're enjoying it all. Um, Spy. I do have a question. I wonder if Top Sport could frame a market for the Spy versus Matty Ryan, who finishes higher. Because if you can get any sort of odds about me this weekend, I'd load up, to be honest. Easy money heading into the cricket season. I've got Matty at $1. four. Please. <laughs> I might even really Nick Moon as well. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, Spy, earn your money, mate. Topic one for the show, strategy around team setup. Uh, now, this is uh, this is something that a lot of rookie, and in fact, a lot of good super coaches will not be aware of for this weekend. But um, my thought is this, that there, there could be... Depending on how results pan out, the Parramatta-Storm game in the first game of the round is going to have big ramifications on what the Bunnies can do, the Roosters can do, all sorts of different things. Um, and the way results go early on could lead to restings later on in the week. And a big one that comes to mind, and this isn't to make anyone panic, but let's say the Broncos lose to the Dragons. Now, they play in the game before the Raiders. So if that does happen and that Raiders game against the Tigers at Leichhardt Oval becomes a bit of a nothing game ladder-wise, well, there's every chance that maybe if they don't get rested, even like your Joe Taffney's, your Hudson Young's, these popular targets this week uh, might play fewer minutes in the game. So Spy, how should you be setting up your team to prepare for potential restings later on in the round? There could be some massive ramifications. I've, I've looked at this a little bit this week and... Even the Roosters versus the Rabbits. So there's a, there's a chance if if results go the way go a certain way that they can't finish any higher than sixth. Um, so Roosters and Rabbits could finish sixth and seven and essentially play each other. The mm. home ground advantage does come in, but I mean, if you've got and I don't have any inside knowledge on this, but say Teddy's tired and carrying something. Manu, Kiri's got those head knock concerns. Bunny's players, like at some point, what at what stage do you go as a coach? You know what? Let's give them a week off. Let's really freshen up. Sure, we might have to play 20 minutes down the road next week, but I, th- I think it's got to be possible that they rest. I don't know how much the opening of the new stadium comes into this, but all eyes have got to be on the premiership doesn't it? So we've got that one there. We've got the Raiders, um, any of the lower sides as well um, who can't make the eight. If they mm. decide someone's got a niggle, they might just swing a couple of late changes, play some young kids. I mean, if you're ever going to do it, if you want to give someone a chance, this is it. Big time. Um, yeah, so I just think it's one of those weekends where anything could happen. Results might go away that certain ladder spots are still up for grabs, so it might not matter too much, but we just don't know. It's rugby league. Anything can happen. So we, we touched on it earlier, but just have a look at your side and have a look at your bench setup. And if you've got someone who you're not pl- currently playing, let's say for me, I'll just give you an example. I've, I don't have Cherry Evans playing in my 17 at the moment, but if I go through and I look at three blokes that could potentially rest, 
I won't know that till later in the weekend. So I might just play Cherry in that six o'clock Friday game versus the Dogs. He's still going to be a good play, I think. And I'll probably will end up doing that because if blokes like Manu and Teddy get a rest or, you know, any of these guys, it could just throw me out. So the more guys you play earlier on in the week who can be of some value to you, it just could be massive to to get that full complement of men and players going over the weekend. But, um, again, it's hard to go into exact detail without knowing individual sides, but if you can have a look and try to figure it out for yourself or, or flick us some thoughts on on Twitter, Insta and all that, and we'll have a look for you if we can because it, it could be a big play for the end of the season. Yeah, and, and essentially, like let's say you've got a – a Teddy and a Nico, and, and they're both at fullback, and uh, neither of them are impacted by being your vice captain or captain. With Teddy playing before Nico and the Sharks, just make sure you start Teddy because if you do it the other way around, and then Nico was to get rule get rested or whatever, um, which again is another possibility because I believe the Sharkies play after the Cowboys. So yeah, they locked, do. So if Cowboys if lose, locked, if they're locked into second spot. Well, I mean, surely wouldn't bother. Put this way, I mean, suppose the the fact that Penrith have now rested anyone. They can't lose that game, the Cowboys. But um, there's a good example. If, if Nico were to get rested for whatever reason, uh, you'd be stuck and you'd cop your AE. So um, just vital that in that instance, you'd be playing Teddy uh, before him. As I said, any questions, hit the spy up on Twitter, SC Spy one He loves it, the big fella. Um, boys, highest scorers of the round. So I thought rather than going through a million different hot topics when everyone's got, you know, at max probably one trade left, I thought we'd have a look at, Three players each that we think will be the top scorers of the round, and they're basically our trade advice for the week. Um, Maddie, I'll start with you, mate. Who have you found? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Talakai. It's been a it's been a long patient hold on him. Uh, yeah. I brought him in the round after he uh, obviously got that big massive score and uh, paid top dollar for him, and um, yeah, I've, I've held him all the way through. So I'm hoping he can. Uh, yeah, recapture some of that form. Uh, obviously, coming up against the Knights, there, yeah, you know what they're about. So, um, I'm I'm going to go for him. The script is written, Maddie, for for a Talakai one fifty, isn't it? He's been like the, he's been the enigma of everyone's supercoach season in one way or another. I don't think there's a supercoach out there who's won out of C for Talakai this season. It's just set up for him, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, a lot of uh, un you know unpatient owners have uh, sold off over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. so. Hopefully he can uh, repay the faith. Um, second one I'm going to go for is uh, yeah, Drinky. Uh, yeah, obviously with the mass changes there, I'm hoping that's uh, going to result in yeah plenty of points for for Drinkwater. Uh, I know he's he's one of you know Spire's fond fondest players playing the game. The way he likes to watch and, and commentate him and, and all that. Uh, so uh, hopefully he can um, go big there as well and. Um, <clears throat> The other one I said was was going to be yeah Nico Hines as well, but um, yeah obviously that's going to be pending uh, the results as, as well if if he plays or, or not. But yeah, I'm going, I'm going to stick with him as well. Yeah, like it, mate. No, I, I think as you said, unless the 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 baby Panthers somehow manage to upset the Cowboys, the Sharkies will be playing. They've got a uh, the cows have a better for and against than the Sharks, so they'd need to win that game to get that home semi. So I reckon it'll be right. Uh, Spy, who have you come up with for us, mate? Just on Drinky, I actually updated my background Twitter photo last night to Drinky. So I was just sitting there and thought it had to be done. What a legend. Oh. Who, who, do you, who do you update from, mate? He was Reese Walsh, actually, from last year, making this awesome tackle on the line. It was pretty <laughs> cool. So, you know, shout out to the young the young brigade. Top scorers. Um, 
my first option is is just this: the whole Sharks back line. Like I've gone through them. Anyone in that back line from number seven right through to number one could load up this week. Uh, it's a bit like everything. You've just got to try and pick the right players because we don't necessarily know what edges the wing is going to be playing on. But um, Maddie's mentioned Talakai. Uh, I think Jesse Ramian could be in for a big one. You've got both wingers, Icavalu, Ronaldo, Bulatalo, uh, Lockie Miller at the fullback. Like It's a good setup if, if the Knights aren't up for it, which they haven't been much lately. And the Sharks need to win to make that top two, which is huge. A game down in Sydney next week. So... I like any of those backs for the Sharkies. Spy, in my uh, in my squad breakdown, yarn on the teams this afternoon, uh, I had the exact same line of thought. I, I was doing the write-up and I was trying to pinpoint a few players from that back line. It's just become a bit of a lottery, hasn't it? And it's because of the way... With the prowess of the Sharkies and just how well they attack across the entire field, the points can go anywhere. Like, it, it's near impossible to predict, isn't it? 100%. It could be... And we'll get to pods later. There's another bike in the Sharks I'll talk about shortly. Mm. Let's call him Nakora. <laughs> and um, he, could, he could score before it even gets wide. So. Call him Nick and Bratora. That's him, uh, the great man. Um, and then I've thrown in Nico Hines because if you ask me who the top scorer of the week is, he has to be in there, honestly, mm. against the Knights, Sunday Arbor, goal-kicking in form. And the other one, I've gone a bit of a, an interesting one for those maybe looking to shake it up, but... I've just got a bit of a feeling Cam Munster is going to have an absolute ripper this weekend. Yeah. Sorry, Matty. I just think he's uh, he'll be up for it. He's been great lately, and I've just I've just got a feeling about Money Man Munster this weekend to do something a bit extra special. Uh, mate, um, as long as the Eels still come out on top, then I'm happy with that. Yeah, Munster <laughs> 200 para win. Yeah, 42 <laughs> My three super pods for the week. Interesting, sorry, not super pods, high scorers of the round. You, you boys targeted that Sharks matchup. Uh, originally, I was having a decent sort of look at it, but I mean, I keep saying this, but it's the Knights in Newey. Surely they show something, but we'll see. Uh, I just, I think it's too good to be true, that Penrith one. It's not even the reserve grade Penrith side playing a bottom eight team or a borderline. They're playing the Cowboys who are sitting third on the ladder. Are just. I'll be going hard at that one, and I think Valentine Holmes is primed for a big, big round in this one. Uh, if they can put 40 or 50 on, he'll kick a stack of goals. Playing that roaming role, if he can get amongst the try-scoring action as well. Scotty Drinkwater, Matty, I'm with you. I think Scotty goes big in this one. I'm eyeing him off uh, among with a few other blokes this round. And the other one I'm eyeing off is a bloke I tipped into the last week, and that was AJ Brimson, who... If I had two trades in my bank, I would have got him in last week, but I only had one and I wanted to save it for this week. Brimo went nuts with, I think, 139-odd. Gets a good matchup against the Warriors. The Warriors will be fired up. Final game of the season at home, packed out, Mount Smart Stadium, but it's a day game. I think there's just going to be a stack of points in that one, so they're the three that I like. Maddie, what about your super pods, mate? There'll be people out there looking to make a final jump into the the top spot overall, the top 100, top 1,000, whatever it might be. Uh, We're looking at you know, roughly sub five percent ownership, but thereabouts. Who do you like? Well, I sort of had two avenues here. Um, <laughs> the first avenue, I looked at all the the sharks backline: Lockie Miller, Ikevalu, and uh, good old Matty Moylan as well. I've seen, you know, they were pretty all uh-huh. all low ownership. I was, I was targeting in that game, um, but then I, I thought, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm going to not solely focus on you know, that Sharks Knife game. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I think the last time I was on the podcast, I, I said Luciano Leilua. 
um, when he made that move yeah. um, across there. I mean, yeah, I think he's had punched out a few 70s and, and that. I mean, I don't think he's tunned up as yet, but I think, you know, the matchup there now with, you know, these baby Penny, Penny Panthers, I mean, I know they've got pr- plenty of grit and, and depth there, but like you say, the the team that they've named and all that, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not sure how often all these guys have sort of all played together. Surely, you know, there's going to be plenty of points on offer for the for the Cowboys there. And yeah, um, the the Sunday game, the the Tigers Raiders game. I sort of had a bit of a look a while back at Jordan Rapana. He's been sort of having a, a quiet season, and uh, I think the last you know couple of weeks he's, he's punched out a, a couple of decent scores and yeah we all know the frailties of the Tigers defense as well I know it's obviously James Tamo's farewell game and, and whatnot but um if the Raiders need a result there yeah, I don't mind you know a little bit of a, a play on Rapana. Mm, love the raps play mate it's Sam actually touched on the halfback podcast last week about Jordan Rapana and just how well that left edge of the Raiders is going, how much ball Jackie Whiten gets as opposed to Jamal Fogarty uh, with, uh, sorry, Jacko being on the left. Jordi Rapana, 120 last week. Vintage Supercoach performance for him. So, as I said, I, I do think we need to proceed with a bit of caution. Uh, if the Broncos do lose to the Dragons, I'd be a little hesitant to invest in Raiders. Uh, but if they do get up there, I think Rapana's probably one of the safe ones. I'd just be a bit more worried about Hudson Young and Joey Tapney getting less than minutes. Spy, before we get into yours, sitting Daly Cherry Evans this week, that that's a big play against the Doggies. I know he hasn't been great, but like you're in a good position to be doing that. Yeah, I've just ended up stacked and I've I've needed a lot more carnage over the last month to, to make the most of it. But my current bench is Manu, Drinky, Olukawatu and Fafita. So, I mean, it's, it's a pretty yeah. handy bench. Um, it's just just how it's played out. I was hoping it might be. There, there's a lot out there I've already seen in, in different discussions that don't have a full 17. I've seen as low as 14, 15, mm. and that's prior to more outs coming, I reckon. So, Yeah, let's pray on the outs then. Hope it's absolute madness <laughs> just to give me a mad boost. Uh, in terms of super pods, I think we talked about him before, but I think Britain Nakora could be really good against Newcastle. They can be a bit flaky through the middle. Um, he's playing good footy. We know what he can do. It could be one of those days that just maybe they score tries wide, as we discussed. We don't know where the points are going to come from, but he's got a good work rate or a decent enough work rate. I think in an Arvo game against the Knights, I'd be pretty happy to own Nakora uh, and see how he can go there. The other two are a bit more risky, but again, if you're just looking for some cheaper options that, that could explode, my first one would be Josh Adokar. Uh, he's playing Manly, who have all but checked out on that left edge. Doggies maybe not playing quite as well themselves, but he's playing outside Matty Burton. I think he could go over for a couple. Um, that's a bit of a bit of a free hit type thing. If you're if you're short players and you can't afford maybe a, a gun gun, get Josh Adokar in. And the other one who sort of fits this mould is Reese Walsh from the Warriors back home, kicking goals versus the Titans. Again, they're not they're not defending very well at the moment, or they haven't for the whole year, to be honest. Uh, he's kicking goals. He did score two a fortnight ago. <laughs> he had a, just one of those days. But it, if you look at his scores around that, he scored a hundred last game at Mount Start Mount Smart, um, and it's his last game for the Warriors, isn't yeah. it? So surely you know you'd want to you'd want to pay finish with a with a strong performance. So I know I'd want to. So. I don't mind Reese Walsh. So if I don't get someone like Ramian in with my last trade, 
might have a little crack at Reese Sunday, Arvo. Mm. But, um, yeah, a few swing for the fence options there that could potentially get you a big score. Uh, if, if things go your way. Yeah, I had a, a sneaky look at Reese Walsh as well. Sean Johnson has been named. So uh, I, I think SJ had taken over the goal kick again from Walsh, but it was a groin niggle. So I, I would imagine SJ is still in a bit of doubt, Spy. But I mean, regardless if he plays or not, you think Walsh has every chance at goal kicking, and regardless, he could still score pretty well. So don't mind that. Uh, I've gone super, super pod, Xavier Savage in that Tigers matchup. Um, we'll see if the Tigers can get up for it or not, but Maddie touched on it. They're pretty depleted. The Raiders are playing, if Brisbane get up, the Raiders are playing for the season in this one. Uh, so Xavier Savage could go big there. I'm with you, Maddie. Luciano Leilua, you did touch on him about a month or six weeks ago when you are on. Uh, playing 80 minutes the last few weeks, named to start again, playing this Panthers outfit. Seriously, he could be anything in this one. Uh, another one there is Murray Tawalangi, one of the Spies boys. You could go him or Kyle Felt, who could be in for big ones in this game. Uh, and then another cheeky one, you boys touched on a lot of Sharkies, but Matty Moylan, tiny ownership. And I think he scored 80 odd last week, just looking good, playing some good footy. Uh, saw him down at Canola Beach today, him and Nico Hines strutting down the boulevard. Tell you what, a couple of units there. Uh, looking good, the boys. Hi, we are. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask Desi Creek this one <clears throat> about him going back to back in the space of a few years, but. Yeah, Desi's actually sitting 120th. He's on fire, the big fella. Took out the SC playbook in-house league. Imagine actually winning the 50K in Supercoach. How good would it actually be? What do you reckon you'd do with it, Spy? Apart from a heap of beers. <laughs> oh. uh, you know what? Probably maybe a new car. The wife really wants a new car, actually, but I'd buy it if I know how, how to afford them and all that. So you want to give me a bit of a hand? Or what, what do you got for me? Spy, you would not believe your luck. If you do happen to come into 50K anytime soon, Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice. They the boys. The boys. Paddy How and could I forget? Mate, they would solve any questions, any dilemmas that you have. They've got over 35 different lenders on their panel. They'll find you the perfect solution for any type of loan. In saying that, I don't think you'll need a loan if you cash in on 50K unless you want a Hummer or something. Uh, if anyone does want to get in contact with them, you might be looking to buy a house. God knows. All sorts of different things. Uh, flick them a message via their Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice, or one word, or give them a call on 02-9521-1611. Do not forget, mention the special code SC Playbook. They'll give you a free numbers consult. Um, that is an absolute bargain. Free consult. Wouldn't believe it. Spy. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, on a very serious note, the wife has been bugging me for a new car actually of late, so I am actually going to call the boys and, and see what they can do for me. Hopefully they'll just say I can't afford it, then I don't have to worry about it. You might need a month off the years, <laughs> mate, if you're getting a new car. Uh, don't be silly. Not this time of year. It's September. <laughs> Boy, yeah. Yeah, save that one for October. Footy season's, my footy season's finished. I've done the hard yards. I'm not I'm not going to be sitting back now. Yeah, and then the footy season finishes and then the spring carnival kicks into full gear and then it comes into summer. Spy, you're not having a break from the uh, the beers until at least March and even by then the footy season's starting up again. So you know... Sure, yeah, mate. I'll stay fit during the week, but uh, yeah, Sunday Arvo's are my time. Don't you worry. Yeah, she she might be getting a, a laser for about 500 bucks the mito. Please, enough of that. Enough of that. Let's get stuck into the captains. Uh, now, <clears throat> earlier in the week, Nico Hines looked the obvious one. He was about really high, highly captained last round, scored about 47, and then after updates, as only Nico can do, actually Nathan Cleary can do it as well, but updated to about 66. Um, now that the Panthers have rested a lot of their side, it brings a few Cowboys into it. There's a few different matchups that look pretty nice this weekend. That Raiders one for any people with Raiders players. Maddie, who are you looking at skippering this week, mate? 
Yeah, so I think I'm going to throw the VC on uh, Drinky uh, in that Panthers matchup. And, uh, yeah, the C on Hines at the moment, but obviously that will be pending um, you know, the results if, uh, of, of that Panthers and Cowboys game if I get rested or not. And then if um if if I can't if I can't captain Hines then then um I guess I could either throw it on my man Talagai who I'm oh. predicting for a big score or maybe even maybe even throw it on um Adam Dewey or something like that. So I've got some backup options if if need be. Spy, who are you looking at, mate? Yeah, obviously hard to go past Nico, but I did say Cameron Munster earlier and I do like it. He um a shout out to the Roosters defence. He didn't have a tackle bus last week. I reckon that's probably Barely ever happened in a game of football mm. that Cam Munster's played in. They were just physically very, very good. He'll want to bounce back. Um, but, yeah, otherwise probably the Sharks boys in terms of I wanted to go for maybe a Mulatali or Mulatalo, sorry, or Remian. Happy to have a crack at that. Um, I'll let Matty have a crack at Talakai because mm. I'll be reeling him, him in, so no need to match <laughs> yeah. him. Um, outside of that, it's probably not as good a week as, as last week to have a little look around, but... Yeah, any of those Sharks players. David Fafita's good, but he didn't play big minutes last week when he hurt his finger, so I'd be a little bit worried he goes off early. Um, maybe Cam Murray can do a job as well on the mm. Roosters at new, new Ground. Speaking of big game players, we know know what he can do, but the Chooks' defence at the moment's very good, so that would worry me a little bit. So, yeah, probably Munster, if anyone, boys, um, outside of, of Nico Hines. Yeah, fair play. The combination Cookie's got with Cam Murray is so lethal as well with how quick he gets out dummy half. So yeah. I think Cookie definitely helps Cam Murray in that one. Uh, boys, I've got – this is going to lead into our trades as the next topic because I can't go past Scotty Drinkwater in terms of a trade-in target this week. I was eyeing off Brimson, but I just think that, that Cowboys game against Penrith is too good to be true. And it's easy to say, yeah – you know, Penrith are such a powerhouse club all the way from flag through to reserve grade through to first grade, but I can't see how the cows don't put plenty on it in this one. My slight possible concern is that if Tom Dearden comes back hammered to the bench, maybe Drinky gets an early spell, but I'm really eyeing off Drinky, if not Val. Um, obviously, Nico's the other one there, so we'll weigh out whether I actually do it later on in the week, but I'm liking Drinky for that one. Now, Matty, I suppose the first question is, do you have any trades left? And if you do, what are you thinking this week? No, mate. No, no trades left for me. I think uh, my final trade was um, uh, getting Holmes uh, in for, for Garrick uh, when he when yeah. he turned up last week. So, uh, you know, I was happy to make that trade. I've got plenty of depth. So, you know, the topic of, um, you know, the, the potty today has been, you know, carnage. You know, I want plenty of it because uh, I feel <laughs> I'm pretty set up to, uh, to be able to capitalise. Well... With, as it was mentioned earlier, but with so many teams only having sort of around about the 17 mark, and that 17 with like fringe, like guns in their team that are really just making up numbers, if there's more outs, you're not going to see people just getting an auto emergency, but you're going to see people properly short on numbers. So, like, the, the ramifications that can have on the overall rankings is just going to be immense. And as I said, all of us, they are pretty well set up, so we're just praying that they keep coming. Spy, you do have a trade up the sleeve? I do, mate. Uh, I've got about 20K in the bank. Um, I think the obvious move this week is Brian Toa, who's obviously not playing, straight up to Jesse Ramian. I can afford mm. to do it by about $2,000. Um, Ramian does have 30s in him, like most centers do, but uh, against the Knights, they're hoping he might be able to get across for one or two and maybe get 80 to 100 for me and really end the season on a high. But I will 
I'll keep a good eye out and just see which bikes I'm also not going to play this weekend. So maybe I can do something with them or switch some positions. Might try and get a bit funky, but ram in at this stage, mate. Yeah, very good. Drinky's a bloke I've wanted to own for a long time, but haven't been able to do for a lot of reasons. So uh, I think I'll be going Garrick to Drinky this week, potentially Brimo, but can you get Drinky in? I could also be telling absolute porkies here and just trying to throw Maddie off trail, but um, we'll wait till he's sleeping in Copenhagen, then we'll we'll talk real chat, eh? Maddie's five hundred spots ahead of you, mate. He does. You don't need to be playing any games. You've got all the chasing to do. Yeah, that's right. I'll be in front by this time next week. Don't you worry. Oh. Hey, Spy, the Bundy NRL Mixer. For anyone that hasn't jumped in and made a team for that, the SC Playbook does have a league. The code will be planted uh, in our articles on our site. For anyone that doesn't know about it, it is a mix of NRLW and NRL Fantasy. So six players, six positions, three males, three females. Good fun. Run through until the end of the NRL finals. So when we're void of Supercoach from after this week, it gives us something to have a bit of a play around with. So jump in, find the code on our website, in our articles, and take us on. Spy, firstly, you are absolutely firing. Yeah, I've been waiting for this segment all night, boys. I'm um, coming 11th, so I'm off to a good start here. Um, I'm not sure what the prize money is. It's certainly not 50000 but there might be something in it. So we'll see what we can do here. But, um, yeah, we um, it's very different. Um, obviously, in Supercoach, you get a lot of points for scoring tries, line breaks, uh, all that sort of stuff, whereas the points for, for tries and line breaks and the like uh, quite limited in the NRL scoring format. You still obviously get rewarded for it, but uh, you actually get a lot more for tackle busts. They're huge mm. offloads. I think we we're talking about off air, but I think I think two tackle busts and one offload might be the equivalent to scoring a try. Yeah. So someone like a David Fafita or Ola Kawatu can do that in one run. Um, he might hustle sideways, bump two bikes and offload, and that's the equivalent to a try. So uh, you sort of look for bikes who are really busy uh, with tackle busting ability. Uh, and on the girls' front, there's a few real superstars in the girls, so I love watching. But for me, Millie Boyle, hard to leave out. She'll be in my side probably all year. Isabel Kelly, absolute gun for the Chooks. She was a bit quieter last week, but mate, she's hard not to bring in and captain. And then at fullback, it's interesting because it's Tonegato from Saints, absolute superstar, but Sammy Bremner, who was actually my original favourite WNRL player, uh, she's back after pregnancy and killing it. So good on her. Um, they're my go-tos. But what what you don't want to do, I think, is I think for the WNRL players, I don't think you want someone who plays hooker. Um, there's just not the minutes to accumulate enough work rate. And for me, the first two weeks I've gone uh, Izzy Kelly and one of the girl fullbacks at fullback there. Because I think I think that's their spots to do damage. They they bust tackles, line breaks, tries, uh, plenty of runs. Just that attacking upside, mm. uh, and then get your workers like your your tackle busting blokes like Fafita or Kawatu, these types of fellas um, in in the forwards there. So just have a look at the scoring system, see what you want to do, um, and then Captain Nico Hines because <laughs> you have to. Uh, he's mm. just killing it, and you do get points for kicking long as well. So if you if you kick long all day those kicking meters accumulate. So that's an important one. Nice, mate. Yeah. Isabel Kelly for me. Story of my year around Roosters centers. I actually, against the, the game against the Tigers, I went with Joey Manu and left Isabel Kelly out of my center wing spot. And Isabel Kelly scored a double in the first like 15 minutes. 
ended up getting Isabel in last week and she didn't go as well. But Isabel Kelly will not be leaving my side for the rest of the season. Uh, Emma Tonangado, you touched on at fullback, absolute superstar. So they're two locked into my side this week. <clears throat> Guys, let's jump into a few questions before we wrap things up for the week. Now, there's a couple of season review ones that we'll probably throw a bit more at Maddie because there will be a podcast, see Playbook podcast next week, recapping the season, what we learn, our best and worst trades, that sort of things. Um, so we'll just touch on a few this week. First question on that, Maddie, I will throw to you from Mike Rokey. Biggest wins and biggest regrets in Supercoach 2022. He says he'll go first. Regret. Used four trades, getting Mitchie Moses in and out of his team and missed all of his big scores. Biggest win was he traded Cleary out over Origin and had that cash to get Latrell and Murray. That was a masterstroke in the end after that suspension. And Maddie, what were the ones that stood out for you this year on your side, mate? I think probably I had I started the season with Jackson Hastings. I think he got suspended in the second round, uh, and then I, I brought in Dill Brown for him, oh. uh, who obviously went on a bit of a, a tear and made it quite a bit of cash. And I ended up then selling him to a bottom dollar Cody Walker, who I know he was a bit scratchy with his form, but actually during the period that I owned him, um, you know he posted some good scores, and I think I went on to sell him later on for. 150k more than what I bought him for, and uh, I sold him for you know Drinky, who's proved you know quite a good pot over the last few weeks. So um, that's you know probably one one of the wins that I've had. Um, I'd say the regrets, you know, not getting in, you know, like a Sean Lane or you know Joseph Tarpany and and Latrell Mitchell. Um, yeah, they're probably the three regrets that I have, just not finding a way to get them in. You nailed the Cody Walker one, mate. I was in that same boat, and probably due to other outs, I, I did have the intention of selling Cody, but with injury to Pappenhausen, Ponga, Cleary suspension, I couldn't get rid of him. I had to hold on to him. And he, well, to be honest, he's actually been all right the last few weeks until I played him last week. A couple of 80s there, and I didn't play him. So, no, you, you timed that one magnificently. <clears throat> Spy, question from Harrison. Lots of Supercoach stars playing in two difficult games. Eels v Storm, Roosters v Rabbitohs. Would you still chase anyone from these games, or would you be looking at other matchups? He says Jerome Hughes question mark. I think if you're targeting trade ins, then I'd be targeting the matches we've spoken about um, outside of those two. But in saying that, I don't mind playing guys that you own from those sides. I think Penrith, sorry, not Penrith, Melbourne versus Para could still see some points, and look, South and the Roosters could still see points as well. They're both two good attacking outfits. Uh, but yeah, I do think if you're using trades, target guys from, you know, that Sharks matchup or the Cowboys or, or those ones. I think there's probably more upside and safer upside in those games. Matty, a question for you from Jay Bell. What was the feeling of making your Premier League debut like? Matt, I believe it was against uh, Manchester City. Tough debut, but must have been pretty remarkable for you. Yeah, mate. Uh, great memory you got there, Timmy. Remembering that debut. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, was indeed yeah against uh, the, the City Boys, but um, no, I was pretty pretty overwhelmed. Um, yeah, a little bit nervous. Uh, I mean, you know, you grow up. I think every kid in the world grows up following you know the Premier League and you know the enormity of it. And um, you know, I was, I was sort of coming off a little bit of a turbulent um, period before arriving there in England and. Uh, you know, obviously a team like us, Brighton, we just got promoted and yeah, you know, the the challenges of, of trying to stay up in that first season, which is always the hardest and yeah, just going out there and, and trying to do the business, it was um, yeah, a little bit overwhelming and, and whatnot. I think, yeah, you know, in hindsight, every athlete has to say they just treat it like another game, but 
yeah, there was, uh, there was a fair few nerves in that first game. And, um, and yeah, but, yeah, nonetheless, uh, you know, it was a childhood dream come true. I bet, mate. And, uh, look, it was a long time ago, but if my if my memory serves me correctly, you got done 2-0, which, you know, you're always out there to get a win. But against a powerhouse club of, of Manchester City, one of the best in the modern era, I think that's a pretty bloody good debut in my books, mate. A question from Wade Spearspy. Are we going to are we to believe that trades will go back to normal in twenty twenty three, or do you, do we think they'll stay at forty two because there'll be weekly buyers? Obviously, with the Redcliffe Dolphins coming in, they will be a seventeenth team. Uh, do you reckon they'll stay at forty two or drop back to what we've seen in other years? I've certainly got no idea, but I do suspect they'll keep trades up because it could be pretty tricky with buyers. Um, so yeah, I think we'll I think we'll still have plenty, but interesting to see how it plays out next year. If there's any scoring changes or updates, and and how many trades they actually give us once we get that NRL draw out for 2023. Mm, having spent a bit of time working at News Corp, they are it's all about keeping eyes on the game and interested. So I would be very surprised if they yeah. drop down the trades. As you, you made a good point, Wado, there will be the buyer coming in, which makes it a little bit tricky. Uh, next season, I don't have to confirm, but I believe the rep round isn't going ahead, which means there'll be, yeah, obviously three bye weeks. There's probably still going to be a bit of COVID thing around, so can't imagine it being any less than that. Um, Spy, question from, uh, shall I throw to Maddie? No, I won't because you've already answered that one. Question from Sarah, Spy, Jordan Rapan and Hudson Young to finish big against the Tigers. Oh, every chance. Uh, as we spoke about, though, just want to make sure we've got that coverage. So try to do the trade after we know how Brisbane went because um, I'd be wary of them getting rested. Um, mm. But, yeah, they could certainly go well, especially if it's a must-win game at Leichhardt Sunday Arvo. Matty, a question from James. Tino Fasua Malawi, averaging around 100 the last two games. Good trade in this target against, uh, obviously, the Warriors over there. Uh, I think there's uh, better options out there, to be honest. I think um, you know that Sharks and the, the Panthers game, like we touched on, the, the Warriors, you know, being back there at Mount Smart, like we've said, they turn, they seem to, to turn up a lot more so. And I think there's players out there with uh, bigger feelings. I'll counter that. I might counter that. I reckon Tino's a great trade-in, um, just the way they're going at the moment. He's busy. Um, I just think he could be a real good option, but he is expensive. Yeah, I'll go with Maddie on this one. I mean, I, I'm obviously pretty against going front rows. They just bore me a bit in Supergoats, especially as a one-week play. But Spy, you touched on particularly bottom eight sides who might look to, to sit players and play them fewer minutes, like in no need to, to play them more than they need to. Surely Tino falls into this category. Yeah, maybe. But I think they probably want to end the season well. Just heading yeah. into next and heading into next year, if they can win again, uh, they started to play a little bit decent footy of late. So having a quick look at him now, he's tackling plenty, tackling bus. He's had big minutes, seven offloads in the last two games. That's massive. Uh, heaps of runs. I like it. I might see if I can get it done, but with one trade, it might be tricky. But I don't mind it at all. Mount Smart. Mm. Uh, Matty, last question for you, mate, from Simba. What are the challenges you face being the Australian captain? And I'll add in part two from me, how G'd up are you for the World Cup at the end of the year? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the second part of the question is, uh, yeah, but, you know, it's the pinnacle for us. You know, you, you don't get, um, you know, a period being a, a footballer where, you know, there's something more to look forward to than a World Cup. You know, it comes around obviously once every four years and, you know, you really get a, a sense of, you know, such a special period that it is, you know, um, because of the uniqueness of it. You know, you, lots of players go through without it, getting to experience one at all. And 
just the hype and you know the global following around it is, is like no other um, that I've experienced. Uh, actually, the, the Champions League will, will also be the first time you know that I've uh, I've been involved uh, as well. Mm. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing how that compares as well. But uh, but yeah, nothing quite like the you know a, a World Cup. So um, yeah, hopefully the the obviously public can get behind us and you know support us like we've always done, and we can you know give you all the reason to to be proud and. You know, around the the challenges, um, yeah, for me, the challenges don't, um, you know, they don't sort of, you know, stretch too far away from the challenges of being a footballer. I mean, whether, you know, I've got the armband or on or not, um, you know, I just go about trying to do my best for, for the team and represent them the best way and, um, you know, obviously be professional and set a good example. So, um you know, put the team first and all those types of things. So for me, uh, I don't see there's much of a difference between, you know, being the captain or not. It's just the challenges about, you know, trying to do all that you can to help the team that you're representing and playing for and uh, at the end of the day, win as many games and be as successful as possible. Nice, mate. Good uh, goal to have. Hey, in your Champions League group, Man City, bit of a grudge game for you, mate. I reckon uh, chance to turn the tables on them after the debut all those years ago, knock them off, hit them where it hurts in Champions League. Mate, that's the motivation, you know. Every time uh, you know things don't go your way, it's it's a lesson, and looking forward to seeing how much uh, you know I've learned from those experiences and see if can uh, you know flip the tables this time round. For sure, mate. Hey, Maddie, thanks for jumping on, mate. Good luck in the Champions League and with FC Copenhagen this year, uh, and of course for the Socceroos at the end of the year at the World Cup. Cheers for jumping on. Ah, cheers for having me on, Timmy. Spy, uh, don't try overthink things too much this week, mate. And uh, yeah, made the best man winner. Huh? Absolutely, mate. Cheers, boys, for having me. Matty, I've had a quick look. It's 54 points, mate. That's not a lot. So it'll be a nervous weekend for you, no doubt. Uh, but don't let the disappointment hurt you too much. We're still all behind you in the Champs League and, of course, the Socceroos. So good luck, mate. Cheers, pal. Sweet, guys. Thanks for tuning in.